0: Joey hello Mike Lawson
1: and hello to everybody listening my name's Mike that's Joe I live in the San Francisco Bay Area Joe lives in LA we've been friends for over 15 years and every single week we call one another and we
0: catch up yes we do Mike Lawson yes we do it's what we do every single week without fail we never miss a week how are you Mike Lawson so good what have you been up to well we're gonna catch up later I'm just kind of (laughs) Mike Thinking... said for me to take the lead. I'm like, what if I just did like a whole episode right now? <laughs> we and are, wouldn't um, it be weirder if you had yeah, news stories? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, hey, Joey, uh, the Birthday mayor of clown, San Francisco died. Yeah.
1: Birthday clown rapes children or something. What was the story you did um, Yeah,
0: I don't remember. <laughs> I wish somebody, I, I wonder who, what intern has that. But. Um, <laughs> But um, you know what's funny is you know all the San Francisco news happens when we're on hiatus. Like the mayor just dies all of a sudden, and yeah, are people pretty sad um, out there because of this? Some people are. I mean, he wasn't
1: the like he, he people liked him enough, but I mean, he had he came with his flaws. So I think people recognize that. I, and I also think nobody nobody's going to satisfy San Francisco. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we love to hate government. Yeah so um, so anyway what are
0: we doing joey yeah so remember last week we played your version of episode 100 yeah this week we're doing my version episode 100 part 2 where i played my favorite clips which of course you know what we tried to if you listen to mike's mike's was very like here's one of he was you were very diplomatic about it and so you were very like Here's a moment that I really like yeah. That features me And then right. here's um, one that features Joe And back and forth and Mine is Joe's... pretty much All my favorite Joe moments And then I said this moments. funny joke <laughs> And all... then in episode 84 I said this joke <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all my favorite Joe Batant's moments Even the ones that are ostensibly about you It's still because I thought I was pretty funny When you were telling your story <laughs>
1: Oh, well. I, I think it's still a nice look back, um, and I, I can't wait. F- um, if anybody has any feedback, we'd love to hear you uh, from you guys. Go to catchinguppodcast.com, and we have a, a contact form there, so send us a
0: message. You know what's so know funny is it, it really highlights how long you've been dating Steve, because Steve was around for episode 100. Oh, really? Yeah, because I remember... Um, he commented on my episode and you told me. And, and also, someone just sent us, uh, the person who was, um,
1: oh, yeah, the episode
0: where I meet Steve. They gave yeah, us a number. Yeah. 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 So, but then there's also painful ones where it says, like, yeah, Joe said Cameron, you know, did this. I'm like, oh, God, we're at the relive, Cameron. Right. Uh, um,
1: so let's play this, uh, episode which is part two of our 100th episode kind of clip show extravaganza um and we look forward to catching up with all of you guys coming up uh when we celebrate our fifth year anniversary on january 27th uh subscribe in itunes so that you get it when it comes out or uh follow us on our website which is catchinguppodcast.com here we go hi joe hi mike how are you I'm doing well. Good.
0: This is a really good podcast.
1: <laughs> should we do some sort of introduction, or should we just start?
0: I, th- I, You see, look, in terms of podcasting, I like this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like hearing it sound sort of like a real conversation. So even what we're talking about now, to go down the rabbit hole, to me would be interesting. But I don't know if everyone finds it interesting.
1: Well, it's the like first 30 seconds of a brand new show, so it's going to be a little rough. episode one Um, my name's mike and that's joe and this is our very first episode of the catching up podcast and we're two friends that have been friends for over a decade and we just call each other every weekend we catch
0: up is that right that is right Mike. (laughs) yes we do mike lawson that's what we do on this show and hello to everybody listening my name's mike that's
1: joe I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and Does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Possibly.
0: I have a gay, have a gay cousin who's a week younger than I am. And we we're pretty close. So my cousin, I have a gay cousin who's literally a week younger than I am. Like seven yeah. days younger than You've me. already mentioned that on here. I have a cousin, Richard, who's gay and he's a week younger than I am. I have this cousin, Richard, okay? He's gay and he's a week younger than I am. Oh, for those of you that don't know, I have a cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than me and he's gay. And I want to live along the same way. Of course, Richard, my cousin. I, I have a gay cousin, Richard, who's a week younger than me and gay.
1: Well, I think you're crazy.
0: It's Joe Batanz and welcome to my turn at episode 100 of Catching Up with Mike and Joe. Uh, I'm going to keep these wraparounds really, really, really brief because I have a lot of material to get through. And I'm trying to keep it under an hour so that you don't hate me but love the show. Uh, So it's going to be a look back, but I'm going to try and interject as little as possible. Uh, The first clip we're going to play is from episode one. Uh, Mike tells an amazing story about a guy he took home from karaoke one night. And what happens that night becomes fodder for the show. For I would say, after having listened to the full first year of the show, fodder for about 15 episodes of it. It still comes up from time to time. So it's actually a good clip to listen to because I will bring it up again from time to time. So here it is from episode one. Mike Lawson brings home a guy. From the karaoke bar.
1: I have a story to tell you that I don't know if you're going to actually believe it was too crazy. So, well, I was going to tell you I went to karaoke last week. I was going to tell you that story, but then on Friday something even stupider happened. I went to so I live like a, around the corner is this gay bar and I've, I go there, you know, maybe five or six times a month. So frequently, but not like every day. Uh, so I went there and got drunk and my roommates were there. We danced. We had fun. Um, slowly, all of my roommates went home. I live so close. We walk. So all of my roommates come home. I'm still there. I'm dancing, and I'm still getting drunk. And I started Wait, dancing. how did you get there? We walked there. It's so close. Oh, okay. okay sorry. I'm drinking with, I mean, a few people that I've met before, but then there's this guy named Dale that shows up, and he's, like, dancing with me. He's about my age, and he's attractive, but not, like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't kick him out of bed. I guess is the way you would say it. Wait, his name's Dale. So what's wrong with that?
0: It's a gross name.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's that gross. But anyway,
0: Dan you would date someone named This is my boyfriend Dale. You Ooh. would go around saying that. I never said that he would be my boyfriend. No, but no, but 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 I I project into the future. So I would be like, "Oh, oh, hey mom and dad, it's my boyfriend Dale." I don't think Dale's a bad name. Bad name. Terrible name. Go ahead.
1: So we're drinking, dancing, whatever, and maybe around, like, 1230, I was, like, pretty, pretty wasted. Like, I should oh. go home before I pass out. And Dale's like, well, I'm going to go sleep in my car because I
0: can't drive home.
1: Oh, no. I know. Oh, God. And it's cold out, and I'm like... He's probably not even gay.
0: <laughs> He's I'm not of, even joking. He's probably not even gay.
1: Go ahead. No, I'm pretty sure he was. But it's like... What do you say? Or do you say, like, okay, why don't you go sleep in your car, see you later? Yes. I know. I should have. Oh, so, no.
0: No, Mike. <laughs> no, you didn't do this. No, it didn't happen. So I was like,
1: okay, well, I'm, like, two blocks away. Why don't you just walk home and sleep, whatever? But, I, like, I made it very clear, like, I think I'm ready to just go to sleep. So mm-hmm. we we come up to my room and I we Wait, get is, in bed. Is, it, is he hot? Oh, that's right. You wouldn't kick him out of bed. I wouldn't that's kick good. him out of bed. Okay. and oh, go ahead. But, it, like... I'm not going to actively pursue this either. Is he Filipino? No, he's white, actually.
0: Oh. Um, How you meet Filipinos named Dale?
1: I've never met a Filipino named Dale.
0: That's a very Filipino name. Go ahead.
1: So, um, I'm like so wasted. So, I pretty much get in bed and go to sleep. There's a little bit of like making out, a little bit. But I was kind of like too drunk to like be nice. So, I was like... I need to go to sleep. I'm, like, ready to pass out, whatever. And so he made, like, weird comments like, well, we can have sex in the morning when we're both not drunk. He and said this? Yeah. And so I was like, well, you're, I probably will kick you out as soon as the sun comes up. Like
0: You d- you told him that?
1: Yeah, but it was, like, jokey. but Jokey, ha, ha, ha. Even though I'm, like, <laughs> drunk and just telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So I fall asleep pretty quickly. And in the morning...
0: You woke up in a bathtub, it on ice, and your kidneys were gone.
1: <laughs> have you heard this story before?
0: <laughs>
1: no. Close, close, though. So I wake oh, no. up. Um, he's like, I hear him, like, putting his clothes on. So he put his clothes next to my walk-in closet where I have a hamper full of my dirty clothes, okay? And I hear him, like, putting his clothes on, and I'm like, I just kept my eyes shut because I, like... <laughs> I didn't want to have any conversation. I was like fake sleeping, like (sighs) me, 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 like didn't want to deal with this. So he gets his clothes on and he leaves. Done. It's like gone. I hear the front door close. He's gone. I go back to sleep and I'm a lazy fuck. So like six hours later, I wake up and when I get up and start walking around my bedroom, my dirty clothes hamper. Okay. I'm a fairly clean person. Like things are in order. I'm not like OCD clean, but everything's in order. So my dirty clothes hamper, where his clothes yeah, were. Right you're a way. totally normal guy who brings homeless people home. That's right. <laughs> this is everybody does this. He wasn't homeless. He was gonna Mike, sleep. He's gonna sleep in his car because he was too drunk to drive home.
0: Oh, okay. So anyway, I
1: kept, I kept thinking he was homeless the whole time. No, 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 not homeless. Oh. Too drunk to drive home. Okay. So any well, this he's not a normal person. though. just wait. So. All of my clothes from my clothes hamper, which isn't a lot. I did laundry on Thursday, and this is Friday night. This happened, and then Saturday morning. So, like, two days' worth of clothes, right? In my walk-in closet, all of my laundry was outside of my hamper. So, I'm Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck? So, that just made me very suspicious. So, I start, like, putting him back in, and I'm looking. No underwear is in my dirty clothes. He stole two pair of underwear from me. Dirty used underwear.
0: How, how are you telling me <laughs> that he's not homeless, Joe? He's not homeless. All right. He was just too drunk to drive. Okay. Yes, he had a corn cob pipe
1: and kept <laughs> singing "Jimmy Crack
0: Corn," and he stole my underwear and he ate sardines. I don't think that he was homeless.
1: He didn't look homeless. Oh, he just okay. He, he didn't. He just was too drunk to drive home, so he said he was going to sleep in his car. He was sleeping in his car because he was homeless. Maybe, but I don't think so. So, he stole my underwear. And that's that's my
0: story. This next story. Uh, I went to a wedding for my friend Melissa. And... At that wedding, something crazy happened. Uh, so it, 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 what's so funny is I call it on the show. I say, I say, if we ever do a review episode of this show, uh, this will be there. And sure enough, this story will be there. Uh, it's inspired uh, cosplay at some of the Pride 48 conventions. It's one of the most famous stories from the show. So I'm just going to step right out of the way and listen to the time that Joe met a priest at his friend Melissa's wedding. Okay, so get this. This is going to be, I'm not joking, if we do a highlight reel of our show.
1: (laughs) You can't write an episode for the highlight reel.
0: I'm telling you, buckle your fucking seatbelt in for this one. Okay. So my friend Melissa got married. And for a number of reasons, her father couldn't make it out to walk her down the aisle. So I had the honor and the privilege to walk her down the aisle.
1: Were you yeah. the first person she asked, or is there yes. a series of people that said
0: no? Well, I assume I'm the first person <laughs> she asked. She didn't say, Joe, I've asked 20 people, and they said no.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying that because, like, you would think maybe uncle or something would come first. Like, she she's known you a long time, but not as long as, like, I don't know, her mother's brother or something like that. Her mother, her mother
0: has passed away. Her mother only had sisters that she didn't know growing up. Okay. Okay. So I had the distinct honor and the privilege to walk my friend Melissa down the aisle. So, of course, I'm annoyed that I have to show up to the goddamn rehearsal on a Thursday. It was like an hour away. But I go and I talk to some of the people, one of them being a priest named Father Steve. And he's the guy officiating the wedding. Okay, Catholic priest, officiating the wedding. Was he hot? Um, He wasn't ugly. He wasn't my type. He's about 50, um, shaved head, goatee, uh, was, was in shape, really good shape, but just not my type. Okay. okay. So whatever. I t- I, he doesn't care about me. I don't care about him. We say hi and bye at the rehearsal, whatever. So now it's the next day. It's the wedding day. I show up early, like I'm supposed to. Now... Father Steve's all chatty with me, chatting me up, okay, and I'm like, "What the heck this guy is really super like interested in like where I grew up and where do I live now, and what do I do, and how do I know Melissa, Mr. Chatty? I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? So I walk her down the aisle, we've rehearsed this, I approach her soon to be husband Pat, and here's what's funny the whole time I've been so flippant about it. As soon as I, they were standing in front of each other, I got really choked up. I got Mm. tear, I got teary eyed. But then my moment of truth came. The priest says, Father Steve says, who gives this bride away? I say, her gay Mexican friend. (laughs) Everybody laughs, right? Okay. Ceremony goes on. It's great. Okay. You don't think she was upset by that? Was she thrown off or? No, no, she knew I was going to do it. We planned it. Oh. Yeah, this was all planned. Okay. In fact, it's important because she tells the priest this. To he, They weren't going to do that. She has to tell the priest to ask me this. Okay? Oh, okay, okay. So he knows now that I'm going to say this. So now it's the reception. And everything's going as planned. And then it's time for Pat and Melissa to do the first dance. Okay? So okay. as a jo- as a joke, my friend and I... We decide we're two men, which had to dance on the dance floor. We think that's funny. And my friend Mercedes says, hey, you guys are leaving two beautiful women at the table because Shannon and another girl, Retta, are sitting at the table. So we're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And we go get them. And Retta's like, girl, I cannot dance right now. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. The reason I mention this is Father Steve walks up to me and he goes, I'll dance with you. What? Yes. What? So then Father Steve takes me out of the dance floor, right? Joey, this is your
1: fifth grade dream come true getting molested by a priest.
0: Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so then we go out on the dance floor and we're slow dancing on the dance floor, and everybody is like like staring at us, right? And I'm telling you, he's not even being like funny haha laughing. He's like looking at me and talking to me and like, oh, and like being all oh, like dreamy in my eyes, right? Like fixing your hair, putting it behind your ear? Definitely hold me close to him. And I think I kind of felt a boner against my leg. Joe! I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Father Steve, my God. Right? Okay, so then I'm like, what is going on? This is so weird, right? So then, okay, now time passes, wedding goes on, who cares, right? It's getting late now. And I'm sitting there talking to Retta. Father Steve walks up to me. He goes, Joe, I'm going. What? <laughs> like he wants you to walk him to his car or something? I don't know. And I go, okay, well, bye, Father Steve. He's from New York. And so I knew that. He he was visiting from New York just to do this wedding. So he has a hotel room. He has a hotel room. he goes, I'm going back to my hotel. I was like, okay, bye.
1: Did he give you the room number?
0: No, he gave me a kiss on the mouth. <laughs> no, he didn't. He did? <laughs> Joe, on the mouth. On the mouth? And Retta is like, (laughs) what? I don't believe it. This is a true story. (laughs) I really don't believe it. Retta, and just looking at her, being like, (laughs) girl, what just happened right now? And he's dressed like as a monk and stuff like that. Wait, as a monk? Like brown robe? Well, at the wedding he was. At the wedding he was. I made the joke that I wanted to take him to the Abbey because he's the only one that should really belong there. So... (laughs) He probably would have went with you. Now I know, right? And he kissed me on the mouth and he left, right? And this is where I'm going to make a very important announcement. Okay. (sighs) You're going to love this. Mike, I am officially the worst fucking gay guy ever. What did you do? Well, there's, there's this priest that pretty much wants to fuck me and I did nothing. What's wrong with that, Joey? He's married to
1: God. You would be cheating on God. Here's the deal. Plus, plus, plus.
0: You weren't attracted. Why would you do that? Because here's the deal. He was attractive enough for me to get hard for him. Okay. He just wasn't my type. But to be able to say I fucked a priest—that is—that would be pretty good. (laughs) That's like that would be on par with like fucking twins. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to say I fucked a priest. Ugh, what is wrong with me? So the next day, I'm kicking myself the whole night. I did beat off to it that night. (laughs) Of course. The next day, I call Melissa and she says, she goes, what happened with you and Father Steve? And I go, what are you talking about? I didn't know she knew. She goes, I don't know. All morning, Father Steve was asking, where's Joe? Where's Joe? (laughs) And she was going to, she got the idea and she was going to bring him over to my house. And he's like, oh, I got to go back to New York. And then the husband told me that Father Steve had already left the priesthood before to, like, live with a man for years and then went back to the priesthood. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. I'm telling you, I'm flying to New York and I'm fucking that priest. So here's the deal. In listening to the show back, I had to listen. I I, I made the decision to only pull from really from the first year of the show. I felt anything else was a little too new. And so I've heard, especially the first 30 episodes over and over and over again. And one of the things I noticed was I was very, very, very aggressive, at least for the first 20 or so I was super aggressive. I think I was trying to carve out a character or some sort of niche and distance myself from Mike Lawson. Uh, I'm obviously a lot, I'm not saying a mellow person, but I've mellowed out over the two years. But in those early episodes, man, it's, it's rough to listen to how mean I am, how gross I am. It's really awful. But to show that I have a heart, here's a story from when I went to uh, D23, which is a Disney convention here in Anaheim, California, and I saw the composer Alan Menken perform some of his songs. It's from episode 29, Joe... Goes to DisneyCon, or no, what's it called? D23. Uh, enjoy. It just shows the softer side of Joe. So after Richard Sherman leaves, he does like an hour or so, maybe even over an hour. He leaves, and then Alan Menken comes out. He's alone. He doesn't have a guy with him. He's just telling the stories and playing the songs himself. And the first thing he plays is part of your world. That's just, He just opens with that, right? Mm-hmm. He opens it and sings it. And I'm sitting there. And I'm sitting next to a guy to my left who is literally another gay Mexican guy. Like, I was telling my cousin, like, I I thought I sat next to a mirror. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm sitting next to him the whole time. And he the guy plays part of your world. And I just feel shaking. And I'm like, who's shaking? You know, like, who's shaking me? <laughs> is he crying? sobbing hysterical crying oh
1: my god why right
0: well i thought about it i had time to think about it when i was there so and so that's why i have a lot to say about this about a year ago my cousin richard and i went to they have a a film series here where they replay old movies in um, movie palaces in l.a yeah. And we went to that. We went to the Saban Theater and watched them uh uh them play Wizard of Oz. And like most of these things, when they play that stuff, it's nothing but children and old gay men. Yeah. And we were sitting there and, um, you know, it's on the big screen and Dorothy comes out and she sings Over the Rainbow. And I heard just – we were in the front. We actually had a really good seat. I just heard – sobbing this uh, theater of people sobbing and I turned around and I even get choked up even kind of saying this all the gay men were crying yeah and I the reason I get choked up is I thought about it and I was like oh um, for them this was a song about escape sure. you know and so uh to be in a community of gay men where they're uh, so weird. Um, they um, it, I love how that the song that made me cry. But thinking about it made me cry. Like this was very emotional for them. Sure. And so I think with this guy, um, I think for a younger generation, part this of this was inter-
1: our yes. over the rainbow.
0: Right. This is our over the rainbow because it's about aspiring to be different and to be transformed and not happy with your current condition. Sure.
1: And understood.
0: Yes. Right. Sure. And understood. Actually, I had a talk with my cousin about this and he was telling me he actually read an article where I guess um this is very interesting, um a lot of uh children who are already having transgender issues, or a lot of trans a lot of transgender people in general, really, really have a connection to the little mermaid because uh if you think about it, the little mermaid from the waist up is a girl, but from the waist down is androgynous. She doesn't huh. have female parts, but she doesn't have boy Anything. parts. She's had nothing, right. and so they, and so that the ability to, tra- to transform completely into a girl is very important to transgendered people. And I think I can see why it's important huh. to them. So, while part of your world, I don't have that connection to part of your world. I do, as you can see, I got very emotional um, talking about uh, us as a community, sure. and uh, yeah, you get it. It's also a calculated plot I have. I seem to like the nice one. (laughs) So over the course of the two years of doing the show, Mike and I have started and ended friendships and relationships. And we've met people and stopped talking to people and had fights, mostly Joe with the fights. And so that's been sort of the bittersweet thing of reviewing these old episodes. I haven't really talked much about it on the show, but there was a character for the first year and a half of the show, my Ward Jose, and he was a major, major, major part of the show, and then if you notice, he just sort of vanishes, and that's because Jose and I no longer speak. So one of the bittersweet things, I think that's a good word, poignant things, Uh, about doing this review, uh, is listening to that first year and hearing a lot of those stories again. It's been, it's been a little moving. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie. So, uh, so that's kind of weird. I didn't pull any clips of Jose. Uh, none of them were really worth playing. And I think it might be a little hard for me to listen to them even now, but, uh, one of the things that has been interesting though on Mike's end is we got to see Mike evolve from a single man to a taken man in the show. So for the first 20 episodes of the show, Mike is this swinging single in the Bay Area and we just hear a, a lot of stories about him going on different dates and meeting this guy and that guy. But it's around episode, uh, 21. It's in fact, it's episode 21 exactly that we hear the first mention. Of somebody who will be very important for the show, and uh, in a bad way and a good way for a year or so to come. His name is Rod Kyle, and here's the first mention of Rod Kyle from episode 21.
1: So I, I actually went on. It was a date with this guy, Rod Kyle, that I've been seeing. I kind of have wait. What's his name? Him. His name's Rod Kyle. It's one word, like
0: R O D K Y L E. Rod Kyle. Yeah. It's an interesting name. And look, I want for the I want the record to show. There are a lot of easy jokes with that name. <laughs> and I'm going to make none of those jokes today. No, I'm not going <laughs> to ever make those jokes.
1: Okay. Um well we've kind of been getting a little bit serious. I just taught him how to use a glucagon pen, which is like Why? Well, because we were hanging out a lot and I thought if I ever passed out and in- needed somebody to administer glucagon.
0: This would be the worst montage in like a romantic comedy ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's serious. Cause he knows how to use a glucagon pen if, if need be. But anyway, we went to the theater and this um, will
0: be an everlasting <laughs> love.
1: And then you're showing him how to use
0: it. And he can't like, <laughs> no, he's like fumbling.
1: We accidentally squirt it like in his face. And then he points it at me yeah. and squirts it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And everlasting love. Oh. You know, you guys are running through the park with the gluka gun. And then shooting random people with the gluca gun. And like a guy, an old man and just passes out. And then you guys laugh and run away. Yeah. It's well being. You and me. Hugging and squeezing the top of the conduct top of the papa ba the bumpa. Yeah.
1: Basically yes. So we went and saw uh, a show called By George. the way,
0: Gluka gun the worst weapon ever for a superhero. Okay, so here's what happened. So now Mike and Rod Kyle start dating. Rod Kyle starts listening to the show. And I guess now that they're broken up and he's long gone, I can tell you it caused major, major, major problems for the show. Uh He gave Mike a real hard time about the show. He didn't like my racial jokes. Uh He didn't like jokes about race in general. And as the show started to get... So Mike, as the boyfriend, started to put more and more rules in the show. I will tell you, I would say for the rest of the time that Mike was dating Rod Kyle, the show was always an episode away from being gone. Either on Mike's end at some point or my end. So... One of the things that started it was this clip you're going to hear right now. Mike and I – talk. well, Mike tells a story about how he and Rod Kyle found a stray dog and uh, some joking ensues. And what happened is Rod Kyle was really upset by the story and and was really upset with Mike for not standing up and defending him or defending his honor, which caused big problems on the show. Here you go. Check it out. From episode – I, I named these things. It's so funny. Uh, For episode 31, Mike and Rod Kyle find a dog. Um, Joey, I found a dog the other day. This was um, Rod Kyle. I have the best racist joke, and I'm not going to say it, but go ahead.
1: Rodkyle Kyle came over, and there was a dog <laughs> running <laughs> around I, I, in the street. I want
0: to this joke so badly. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. And we um, he grabbed the dog, and he carried oh, no. them. uh uh-huh. in- <laughs> Behind the <laughs> fence of my, um... <laughs> behind the fence of my house. So, right... <laughs> Kyle was
0: coming over. <laughs> coming over for dinner. Uh-huh, yeah, that seems perfectly normal. Go ahead. So... Yeah, it caused major, major problems in the relationship, and so all these rules started to be placed on the show, and don't talk about this, and don't talk about that, and don't talk about this, and don't talk about that. And so, you you hear it, like, listen to this next clip here, uh, I actually don't think this is Mike Lawson speaking, I think this is Mike Lawson guessing, oh shit, I'm gonna be in trouble at home, if I don't. Stand up for Rod Kyle like I was supposed to in the dog story. So here you go. Here's, um, Mike standing up for his man. Uh, from uh, By the way, in my, it's my theory that Mike Lawson, I think, Episode 101 would laugh at this same story, but whatever. Episode. Uh, here's a clip. We're talking about uh, the Asian airline. Do you remember that one that crash landed in the Bay Area? And then uh, someone trolled the news reports, uh, the news station in San Francisco, and gave fake names, and, and the reporter read them on the air. We're talking about that story, and here's a clip of what happened.
1: Joey, you've already heard this because it's been posted on, like, Facebook and everywhere, basically. But uh, KTVU, which is a local news station up here, Channel 2, they did a newscast. Um, it was their new newscast this week. Uh, I forget what day, but they reported the names of the pilots from the Asiana Boeing 777 that went down at SFO a couple weeks ago. And they reported the four pilot names, and the names that they used were, like, well, first of all, incorrect, but then they were also, like, racist names. Did you see this? Not only did I see that, I pulled audio from it. Oh, play the audio right now. Okay.
0: We have new information now also on the plane crash. KTVU has just learned the names of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong, Wee Too Lo, Ho Li Fook, and Bang Ding Ao. The NTSB has confirmed these are the names of the pilots on board Flight
1: 214
0: when it crashed. We are working to determine exactly what roles each of them played during the landing on Saturday.
1: So, obviously, those names are not right. They actually did uh, later that, that evening in the evening newscast. They had this, like, big apology. Um, they said that they confirmed the names with the NTSB, and the NTSB said... Yes, those are the right names. They spelled them. And um, when the news station contacted the NTSB again, the NTSB actually put out an apology and said, you guys contacted us. It was a summer intern who gave you these names or something. So some intern basically at the NTSB was responsible for all of this. But come on. who? I I don't blame the news reporter actually because I think – it's very stressful and all you're doing is reading a teleprompter at that point. That's your job at that minute is to read every word that's on the teleprompter. It's not your job to edit because you can't – you're on live TV. You have to do what you have to do. But how many people went into those names? So like a reporter uh, got the names. Uh, somebody confirmed the names. Somebody in graphics put them on a graphic that had them all written out. It, it's just ridiculous. I don't understand how that it goes through that many people and never gets caught. I looked at it. I didn't have to say any of them out loud to know that that was wrong and not okay.
0: I, um, this went viral on Friday, like on Reddit, but I wasn't home all day. I was busy. And as I was about to go to bed, Shannon texted me with a link and I was like, Oh, what's this? And so I looked at it. I was like literally like, falling asleep. When mm-hmm. I got the text. I don't think I've laughed so hard what in a lo- it's Joey
1: it's disrespectful oh you didn't think it was funny three people died and they're saying something wrong holy fuck we too low that's I think it's really disrespectful you Joe. forgot
0: bang ding ow
1: people died three uh-huh. people died well we're not making fun of the people that died yeah you are you no? sa- yes you are the captain no. that is res- the captain that was responsible for the plane that killed three people. They're saying, Oh, his name is something wrong.
0: No, we're not laughing at the deaths of three people. Okay. You
1: are laughing at a scenario that involves the death of three people. Yes you no, are.
0: No. Yes you are. What we're laughing at is the the total idiocy of one of the thing you just described is how is a reporter reading this and not realizing what these names say, right? Mm-hmm. How is this going on the air? How silly it! I mean, it's the, the names are so silly that it's ridiculous. I don't think it's
1: funny though. Like, I'm I'm certainly a supporter of like if you're gonna make a joke and ju- like there's a place for jokes and um you you could kind of go a little off color and th- we should support people's right to make jokes and all of that. But this is a news report. Like, I don't think that it's. I don't know. I just don't think that it's the place to be funny.
0: So what happens there is then, you know, we continue. So then we just got – we started to get more and more rules about what could and couldn't be said on the show. Eventually, Rod Kyle forbade Mike from saying his name on the show. So if you listen to later episodes uh, after that, uh, Mike, Mike starts calling him RK. Uh, of course, I was like, fuck that. And I kept calling him Rod Kyle. I'm looking I'm not dating him. And uh, yeah, so uh, Mike Rod Kyle eventually also just fades from the podcast because a relationship ended. But I will say once Rod Kyle was out of the picture, I feel the show got better. I feel the tension eased. And I felt Mike and I got along better. And uh, things are a lot better now in the world of catching up and with Mike and Joe. Okay? So, let's make a hard left here and let's talk about my mom. My mom has been a major character on the show, even though I haven't told that many stories about her. The stories I do tell are memorable. I'm not going to break in between the clips, so we're going to play two clips back-to-back, and uh, I'll just explain them right now. The first one is about the time my mom and I went and got car washes, uh, and the woman who worked at the car wash was very rude to us. Her name is Mabies. And then the second story is from the time my mom had minor foot surgery and I had to take care of her and help nurse her back to health. And she wanted a sandwich and all the drama that ensued. So here we go from episodes uh, 65 and 24. Joe's mom. Um. So speaking of um going back to work, I have somebody who did not go back to work tomorrow. I have somebody who has a permanent vacation. Listen to this story. So I drive to this um, drive-through car wash right by my parents' house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you have you been to one of those?
1: Like you drive it through yourself? Yeah, sure.
0: Apparently, I haven't. So I went in, I paid for it, and I put the little code in the machine. And you know, the light comes on. and says green. You keep driving, and then it tells you when to stop. Yeah. But I swear to you, the machine wasn't working with me because then it turned green again. So I kept driving and it went, <laughs> and it went like neat, 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 neat. And I was like, Oh, I say, stop, Yeah. And then the machine turned on and it only washed the second, <laughs> like the back half of my car. Joe. So, so I drive out of the car wash. I get out. The back half of my car is perfectly clean. <laughs> The front half looks super dirty. I should have taken a picture. Yeah. So I, I'm i thinking this is funny about how stupid I am, right? Mm-hmm. So I park my car and I go to like the gas station attendant. It's a woman. Her name is Mabies. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I say, I wait my turn and I go to the girl. I go, hey, listen, you know, I just went through the car wash. Uh, excuse, and, me, yeah, excuse me, Maybes? Excuse <laughs> me, Um, She's a Mexican girl. And I go, uh, I just went to the car wash and I'm silly and I didn't, I don't know what's going on with me and I didn't do it right. And she goes, what are you stupid? You don't know how to go to a car wash?
1: She did not call you stupid.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I go, uh, ex- I go, you know, to be honest with you, I, um, uh, cause my mom was with me. I went, uh-huh. I, went I picked her, we went to, the, we took care we went errands together that day. Mm-hmm. And so my mom was outside with the car and she goes, that lady came in here yesterday and she didn't know how to use the car wash and you do not know how to use the car wash. I don't know what's wrong with you people. What are you, stupid? Who don't know how to use a car wash? And so finally I go, excuse me, I have not been rude to you I've not been mean to you, I've only been nice to you. In fact, I've even said it's my fault, you know? I don't understand why you're being aggressive with me. And she goes, I'm not going to deal with you anymore. you got to deal with my manager. And she like turned around and wouldn't look at me, right? <laughs> So then I leave, right? And I, the manager comes out. The manager waddles out of her office. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I saw you. You, you didn't follow the directions. And I was like, okay. And, she, and by the way, she's standing next to me at my car. Like, once again, back half clean, front half dirty. She goes, I'll put you again through this time. And I was like, "Real This time? That's yeah. all you wanted. Yeah, exactly. This is a thing I do. <laughs> I drive to car washes and get it half washed so I can go in again. It's, it's a right? scam. Yeah. yeah, it's this whole scam I'm running. And so anyway, but I go, hey, listen, that's very nice of you. Thank you, right? Mm-hmm. I go, but uh you need to talk to Maybes there in the in the thing. She was really rude to me. She goes, oh, yeah, 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 I'll talk to her. Meanwhile, I knew she wasn't going to talk to her, that she's friends with Maybes. Right. You know? They go to the local TGI Fridays later and make fun of all of us for not going through the car wash, right? Right. So then she puts me through and then I just think about it, right? I, kept, I On the way back to my parents' house, I think about it and I'm like, that's, that's, you don't, I wasn't mean to her. I was never mad. I never thought it was her fault. I was always nice to her and she yelled at me. Like, I'm not even doing it correctly. She was like, like, who says, what are you stupid to a customer?
1: Yeah, that's not okay. Right?
0: So I'm like, you know what? That bitch messed with the wrong gay guy. Because I was like, um, I'm not going to stop here. So I call the gas station back. I talk to the manager. I go, Hey, you're really nice. And she goes, Thank you. I go, but Can I talk to, can I get the number to your owner? Mm-hmm. And she goes, Oh, he doesn't let us give the number out. Can I have your name and number? <laughs> and I was like, No, it's all right. Right. Uh-huh. So then once again, Mess with the wrong person. (laughs) Why do I go online and email the president of the Shell Corporation? Okay. (laughs) And tell them what happened?
1: All right. And did you get a response yet?
0: Two days later, the (laughs) owner of the gas station calls me. Good. And he was really nice, actually. And he tells me, asks me what happened. I tell him, and he tells me, you know, we pride ourselves on our customer service, and... If this person, he knew who she was, if she can't be good to the customers, maybe she shouldn't work there. He didn't say he was going to fire her, but he made it sound like he was going to fire her. And I was like, you know what? i even told my mom that day, even if the manager tells her that I was pissed and I was looking for the owner, even if she's scared to, you know, if I got the shit scared out of her that day, that was worth it. Sure. Right? Now, if she got her ass fired, that's fine, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, then maybe in her next job, she won't call people stupid. I know. You know, maybe you taught her a good lesson. I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. So, there we go. Thanks a lot, Maybes.
1: <laughs> what a weird name, Maybes.
0: Maybe she shouldn't work there.
1: <laughs> maybe you're stupid or
0: something. <laughs> maybe you're just, what, what are you stupid? You can't work in a. You can't work enough. which here's the sad part. She's kind of right. <laughs>
1: I love that she knew your mom did the same thing.
0: Well, no, my mom's version of the story is very different. <laughs> my mom said the woman kept insisting that my mom didn't know how to use the code on the thing, <laughs> and that she had to go out there and do it for my mom. <laughs> Apparently, the Batanzas don't know how to use automatic car washes.
1: Uh what are you up to? what el- What else is happening in your your whatever happened or whatever happened to Baby Jane
0: household? I know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Eat your den -den. It really is getting there, Mike Lawson. It's so bad. (laughs) She's a nightmare. Um, As many of you may or may not know, my mom used to be a nursing home administrator before she retired. And Mike worked for her at one point. And I'm going to tell you something. I told her during one of our tiffs. I go, I feel sorry for whatever nursing home you go into. (laughs) Because she was like, Joey! Like, she'd be like, so the way it's working is, she pages the phones in the house, and then I have to answer. And I'm like, she's like, come here, please. And I go, and then she goes, I don't like the way the paper looks there on that desk. Please move <laughs> it. And I've gone like, <laughs> upstairs, gone to the, like, yes. Or then she was like, you put too much water in my ice pitcher, ice water pitcher. I only want it halfway, cause that way it's lighter for me to pour. And, oh, she's, so, here's where it gets, so, Oh, there's so many stories like this, Mike. So, let me tell you this. So, it all came to a weird head. Actually, the first day she was back, on Monday, right? So, she's back, and she's like, ding a ding a ding a ding 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 She did not even have a bell, but that's what it's like, right? And, so I go there, and she goes, I would like a sandwich, please. I'm hungry. And I go, okay, what do you want? And she goes, I want a sandwich with just turkey and mustard. And I go turkey and mustard. She goes turkey and mustard. Mike, I'm asking you a question. I know you're not a chef, but how <laughs> would you assemble this sandwich?
1: I would put mustard onto the bread and then throw turkey in the middle. Uh huh. She didn't. She didn't want cheese or anything else.
0: She never specified. Okay, that's what I would do then. Okay. So I take her the sandwich. As I'm taking her the sandwich, I get a phone call from a friend of mine. Okay? And this friend really never calls me. So I'm like, uh, hello?" And this friend is I wouldn't say hysterics, but close to it. Okay? Very upset. And I go, "Okay, hold on. It's got to take my mom the sandwich. She just had surgery." And he's like, "Okay." And I take her the sandwich and she's like, thank you. You know, pour some water for me. So I pour some water. And then I go to the phone and it turns out, so the friend's telling me that the friend, he got home from work. And when he gets home from work, he checks his email and there's an email from a one night stand that he had in January.
1: Okay. Straight or gay?
0: He's gay. Okay. And the one night stand told him he just found out he's HIV positive. Got it. Okay. We'll come back to this. So I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm freaking out. And I, my mom's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, 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 hold on. And I go, yes. And she goes, Joey, this is a prisoner sandwich. This is a sandwich. You wouldn't even give this to a prisoner. It's just turkey and mustard. And I was like, okay, that's what you asked for. And she goes, <sighs> What kind of person does not put lettuce and tomato in a sandwich? <laughs> and I go, okay, I go, hold on, I gotta go put lettuce and tomato in the sandwich. So I go, put lettuce, to- I go, let me call you back. And he goes, okay, hurry up, please. So I put lettuce and tomato in the sandwich, I bring it back up to her, right? And I go, I'm on a phone call. And she goes, fine. So I call the person back and he's like, yeah, so basically here's what happened.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile his HIV has turned to AIDS. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he's like, I was down and I couldn't say for myself. I called my friend, making his mom a turkey sandwich on the streets of Philadelphia. She said there was no lettuce or tomato, was a prisoner sandwich. She doesn't obviously never been to a prison. So anyway, so So um he tells me that so here's the story with this one night stand. So this one night stand and they, they, they sort of move in the same circles, doesn't really know him, and in January they both get drunk and they go home together and um they're about to have um real sex, anal sex. Yeah. And it's a tale my, as old as time. Yeah. My yeah. friend is a bottom. And so my friend says he watches the guy put the condom on. And then they engage in anal sex. And my friend says he notices it feels different. It feels weird. He says, like, for 15 seconds or something like that, right? 20 seconds. And so he pulls out or had the guy pull out. And he goes, he finds that the guy took the condom off before he went inside. What the fuck? So my friend, like, fucking has a fucking fit right there in the room. And he's like, "Fuck you!" and like storms out. He's, like, okay. he's all, "I promise you, Joe, that's the only thing we did. I left. I was so mad, right?"
1: So the guy didn't come.
0: Oh, no, God. no. Yeah. So I tell, and so so then my friend, when he got this email, ran out to the pharmacy and got one of those at home uh HIV tests. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah." So right before I called you, I took the I took the test, but it takes thirty five minutes. To get the results, it's right here in front of me. I can't. He, I guess there's some sort of thing he has to re- lift up. Mm-hmm. He goes, I can't lift it up for 35 minutes. So I just, I'm freaking out. I'm really having a really bad anxiety attack. I just want you to just talk to me. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And I'm like, uh, hold on for a second. I gotta go. What's going on here? I go, yes, Joey. What kind of person makes a turkey sandwich and doesn't put salami in it? What? (laughs) Yeah. And I go, what? And she goes, I like my bread toasted and I like with salami in the turkey sandwich. I go, how would I know that? How would I know that? You say turkey sandwich. I don't think it means salami. Yeah. (sighs) Fine. 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 Prison sandwich. My my prison sandwich. That's, by the way, hand delivered to her. (laughs) I don't know what prison she's going to. Right. Right. So I go back. So my friend, I talk to him I, and I tell him, I go, look, I can't say that it's impossible, but the odds are pretty slim. You know, uh, if he didn't finish inside of you. I mean, he would have to have a cut. and You had a cut and all this stuff happened. I go, I think the odds are in your favor. Yeah. He goes,
1: okay. The odds would be better if he didn't have this encounter with somebody. Yes, which I will say –
0: yeah, and I will say this friend is very safe. He's very careful.
1: So – Can we pause for a second to ask – like the hardest part about having sex with a condom is putting it on. Once it's on, just – I mean it's not that big – it's not that
0: cumbersome. Look, you know, I I didn't tell this part of the story because it wasn't germane, but he did have an interaction with this guy – in the months between, the guy texted him and was like, hey, you want to have a threesome? And sent a picture of the guy to... Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> okay, so now you know who it is. Wait. <laughs> and Just beep a- it out. Just beep it but out. No, I know, I, I am, I am, I am.
0: And sent a picture of the guy to my friend, right? And yeah. my friend was they knew he knew him he goes um that guy's hiv positive so no thank you right yeah what i told my friend was look obviously this guy is a risk taker and so he is going to engage in risky behavior and so it's not surprising that he did something that you know where he got hiv right so um anyway so my friend goes well moment of truth and he lifts the thing and uh whatever reveals it and he goes Ugh it says I'm negative. Yeah. So anyway, I've been dealing with her all week, and uh, I still have another three to go. <laughs> you know,
1: it really is kind of like the whatever happened to Baby Jane movie. It really you're, is. You're Betty Davis. She's mm-hmm. Joan Crawford. She's I, mommy Dearest. Yeah,
0: I'm downstairs, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I've written a letter to Daddy. <laughs> if I'm you haven't seen whatever happened to, to Baby please Jane, come uh, home. turn this off and go
1: listen to it. Right, go watch it right now.
0: So, here's the thing. Um Mike Lawson and I I'm going to talk a little bit about my partner in crime. His name is Mike Lawson and uh we've been we've have known each other actually for I think going on now is like 15 years. It's over 15 years uh and uh so we've only been doing the show for two OK, so I've known this guy for a long time and I and I have to tell you, I would never I I could not do this show with anybody else. Uh, it's it's a special chemistry that Mike Lawson and I have that I don't have with many other people if I have it with anybody else. And so I appreciate him. And so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play a clip uh, that captures the dynamic between us. Here's that clip.
1: Uh, what's going on with you? Well, Joe, this Happened to me, and I'm curious if you would have done the same thing that I did. I was biking, um, and when I was at this corner, they had a and r block, like at a tax service, right? They had a man on the corner spinning one of those like arrows with the H&R block logo.
0: Can I stop you there for a second? Yeah. I never understand these. Th- uh, look. If it's one of those guys spending something for, like, a Subway sandwich or, like, a new burger place or yogurt place, I get it. But I never get it when they have, like, those people doing that for, like, really important things in your life, like buying a house or taxes. Like, who's ever driving by and going, like, you know, babe, you know what's a good idea right now? Let's go to taxes. There's that, there's that woman dressed as a Statue of Liberty selling, spinning a sign. Let's go there.
1: Do you think that, though, that the reward or the benefit for the company is not so immediate? People aren't like, let's go do our taxes right now. They're like, oh, yeah, there's an H&R Block, H&R block right here, and I pass it every day. So now when I need to go to H&R Block, I know exactly where it's at.
0: We should pay someone to do that for the show. Just stand like on a corner and just promote the show.
1: With, um, like our, the web address or something? Yeah. Okay. Anybody interested, uh, send us a. Oh
0: email. my god. Oh my god. I, I'm not even joking. I would pay $50 to someone, but how would they prove that they did it? Video. Okay.
1: Well, we can talk about the logistics. But anyway, I'm sitting on this corner, right? Biking. I pull up to the corner. I see the guy. He kind of turns away from me because he. Was f- he? He was facing me, and then he turned away. And as he turned away, Joe, he just face planted straight into the ground, head first into the cement.
0: <laughs> That's most people's reaction when they see like the Pride Forty Eight in Vegas. They're so shocked they saw a celebrity like you that they like they turn around, they fall down because they're You're so st- like, oh my god, the Mike Lawson. You're so stupid. <laughs> but this guy,
1: he turned around and he face planet, and I was like, what the fuck? So I jumped off my bike and I get close to him, and he from the time it takes me for my bike to get to him, he's out. He's just face first Like his face is right into the cement. When I get a little bit closer, he kind of like lifts up a little bit. And right as he lifts up a like wave of blood comes out of his mouth and his nose and his face is covered in blood. And I was like, Hey, just sit right there. Sit right there. I'm going to call 911. You passed out. And, He's, like, confused, and he's, like, touching his face and looking at the blood, and he's like, what happened? And as this happened, I like, I was getting Did closer. you start
0: dancing on the corner so the 911 would know, the paramedics would know where you were?
1: <laughs> I wanted dancing to make... and
0: spinning a sign, like, right here, and like, do 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 And it's, like, dancing?
1: Well, and just think of all those people that didn't get their taxes done during the time he went down. So... When when it, this happened, I'm, like, getting ready to call 911, and a woman pulls up uh, or pulls over because she saw it happen, too. And she was like, there's an ambulance right here at the red light. So she, like, ran into the middle of the intersection to wave the ambulance over. So I didn't end up calling 911. But I sat there for a couple minutes. Um, the ambulance driver got out of the car or the ambulance, and then he started talking to the people around. There was, like, a few pedestrians that stopped, too. And he was like, "Did anybody see what happened?" And so I said, "Like he just, like basically fell face 1st
0: And he's like, "Wouldn't he it be was great just, if you were like?" He was spinning the sign for a tax man right here, and he goes, "Wait, a tax man?" And then he's like, walked off and went to go get his taxes done.
1: <laughs> uh, so the long story short, I basically um, talked to the the paramedic. I told him like he wasn't like doing much. He just kind of fell, and. Um, looked like he fainted. And then I left.
0: He wasn't doing much. He was just doing the Roger Rabbit on the corner promoting this tax. He wasn't even doing that. His <laughs> feet, like, weren't, were barely moving. He was just doing the running man in, uh, in this, in this weather promoting the HR Blocks tax service. He wasn't doing that much. Um, it
1: was cool out. It wasn't hot. But my question is, like, do you leave? Do you stay? What did, what would you do? Do you care about his condition now? Like,
0: should Do I, I care? To, well, yeah. What was wrong with him? We know.
1: No, I have no idea. Should I like? Should I figure out if he like recovered? I don't know. The woman who pulled over, she went into H and R Block to tell him what happened. Um. So I just left.
0: Felt yeah, like everything I mean, was
1: taken care of. Why did I have to sit and look at his blood?
0: Yeah, it's kind of gross. Um. um I I, mean, I think you did the right thing. You got him medical attention. I mean, I don't know how you would find out what happened to him.
1: Yeah, I guess if I bike by again and he's out there, I could say
0: something to him. Yeah, you should. Like, do you remember me? And be like, he's like, no, I actually don't You're just like, and then you just mime falling down your face, and blood coming down. Maybe you should do that.
1: Maybe I should get my taxes done at H and R Block.
0: <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be the greatest promotion? They just do that once a day. <laughs> you know, like at Disneyland when the kid takes a sword out of the stone. Yeah, yeah. what if it's like that? Like once a day he does face plants. He has like fake blood and everything. Like and there's like a fake ambulance there. He's like, oh, I'm just right here. So just so you don't think that everything is all sweetness and rainbows, uh, Mike and I often I, – I like to push Mike's buttons. And so n- nowhere was that more evident than in the contest we used to run called Catching Up with Catching Up. And, and so in Catching Up with Catching Up, I used to – we used to draw a name from a bag. And so uh, when you hear me draw, so what you're going to hear in the first clip, I'm just going to run them together. It's the first time I ever drew the name from a bag. Okay, we had done it a few times from a bowl, so it didn't cause a noise. And let me tell you that the first time I did it, I didn't know it was going to be loud. Uh, It used to be in like a Ziploc bag. And when you shake it in real life, it doesn't sound loud. It's really soft, actually. But next to the microphone, it sounds like you're like shaking a can full of pebbles next to it. And so when I heard that back, I thought it was so funny how loud it was. So obviously, I played it up on subsequent drawings of the names. Also, the first time I did it, I was just trying to – when I would read the name, I was just trying to be like Ryan Seacrest on American Idol. But then I realized it was getting Mike angry, so I kept – pushing it and pushing it as long as I could to get him so angry. I tried to like take it right to the brink to where he would. I didn't want to get him genuinely angry, but right. I wanted to push him right to the edge. So what you're going to hear in the first clip is the first time I ever, we ever drew a name from a bag and what happened there. And then you're going to hear uh, selected clips from other times we drew names that I thought were particularly funny. Uh, so go ahead. Here we go mike well i shake the bag why don't you explain to the audience what it is and how they can participate
1: it's super easy all you have to do is leave an itunes review each week we're gonna pull a name of one of the people that wrote an iTunes. that's so distracting joe we're gonna pull a name from the bucket and then we will con um shit i had it written down last time let me start over It's super easy. All you have to do is write an iTunes review, and then we're going to pull a name of one of those people that have written an iTunes review. You contact us, and we'll arrange a time for us to speak, probably over the phone or Skype, and then we'll talk about it on a future episode.
0: All right, perfect. Are you ready to draw the name, Mike? Yes. Okay, here we go. Opening the Ziploc bag that has been shaken thoroughly. I'm reaching in. I'm looking the other way. I'm still even mixing the papers. I've I've chosen a name. I'm pulling it out. Are you ready? Yes. The person we will be talking to, the winner of this week's Catching (laughs) up, is Ant-Man 25.
1: Oh, yay. That's Anthony Antaran. I know him. I've met him. Uh
0: That's it, right?
1: Please. So easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes and write a review, and then each week Joe makes a lot of noise and picks the name of one of the people that have written an iTunes review, and then contact us if you hear your name called, and we'll arrange for us to catch
0: up. Okay. Here we go. Mike, are you ready to draw the name? Yes. I'm going to draw the name. My hands are rifling through the slips of paper. I have chosen a name. I am pulling it out. I'm really, I haven't looked yet. I'm hoping for a woman. Okay. The winner of this week's episode. Get to it. Of Catching Up with Catching (laughs) Up. The person that will be talking to us next week. Is. You're going to really like this one. Do you want to take a guess even? No. This is a person you're going to really like. Okay, I'll tell you this. It's a woman. Good. It's a woman. Do you want to know, do you know who it is? Just tell me. The person who will be catching up with me and you next week is Empress Chris. Oh, yay! Okay, now it's time for my favorite part of the show, Catching Up with Catching Up.
1: Each week we take all of the names of people that have written iTunes reviews and we put them in a bag. So pick one of the names from the bag and then we contact that person and we talk to them and catch up with them. Joe, are you ready? I pick am an ready. Egg.
0: Okay, I've shaken the
1: bag. I'm sitting back and I'm not saying anything to I you. I've
0: opened it. the bag. My fingers are rifling through the names. I'm not looking at the names. I'm li- my fingers are literally rifling through the bag. I've... My fingers... Okay, down three, two... Okay. And remember now, Mike, they're uniform in size now. Uniform in size. We have it. It's number 11. The 11th person to leave us a review. I do not know this person. Mike, maybe you know this person. Are you ready for me to say the name of the person who will be catching up with Mike and Joe next week? Mike.
1: (laughs) Go! I'm not saying anything.
0: Okay, I will then take that as that you are saying yes, that I should look at the name of the person who will be catching up with catching up next week. The name. I
1: hate you so much.
0: I hate you. Just go. The name of the person who will be catching up <laughs> with catching up next week with Mike or Joe by either Skype or telephone though I prefer telephone, is... Hey, guys, I really struggled with a way to end this show. In fact, I compiled a 10-minute clip segment, but the episode's running so long, I'll just release that at a later date. But I, when reviewing the show, I came across a small little clip from an old episode, and I thought, gosh, where am I going to fit this in? And, and it just hit me right now. There's no better way to end the show than with this clip. Before I play it, though, I want to thank all of you for listening for the past two years. I want to thank my partner in crime, Mike Lawson. Hopefully we do it for another hundred episodes or maybe even more. But uh, that's our my show, everybody. That's my version of episode 100. It's my version of Catching Up. So here it is, to me, the clip that captures Mike Lawson, Joe Batens, on Catching Up. Thanks for listening. Go to Hell Mike. Have you gone to see a doctor?
1: Not yet. It's it's getting it's weird because it, it is getting better every day. So I'm just oh. uh, I don't know.
0: What'd you do? I I found out the song. <laughs> what is it? I think we're alone now. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. I think we're alone now. The something something dun, is there, oh, the oh the beating of our heart is the only sound. Wait. I don't know how it goes. What
1: does that have to do with my thumb? And the how I can feel my heart beating in my thumb.
0: I don't know, it just reminded me of that.
1: Maybe I'm crazy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com or call our listener line at 510-239-7798 um yeah, i mean it, um uh
0: um um
1: um uh, um, um uh, use action to defeat worry and fear do something
0: to change what can be changed and you'll no longer be afraid